Hi, I'm Debbie. I'm an alcoholic. And um, thank you, Dennis, for asking me to share my strength and hope today. Um, right now, this moment, I'm sitting in my van and um, I'm on the road. And, you know, I'm living a life that, yeah, I guess... I have to say, at times I felt like it's, I feel like it's beyond my wildest dreams, at other times I don't. It's life, it's real, and it's full of challenges, And but at the end of the day, it's amazing, and I feel like, you know, I have been given a new life, not an old life, um, not my old one, and I don't want it back. I, I don't want my old life back. You know, um, for a long time, I could not imagine what recovery would give me. And I I really wanted to, um, when I came into AA, I was just at my rock bottom. You know, I felt like I was dying. I had been drinking for many, many years. I was 50 years old and I had tried. I'd been to rehab a couple of times and neither time had I even heard once and, you know, I'd been into AA too, um, not that often, but never did I hear once that it was the first drink that did the damage. So I wasn't ready and, you know, I couldn't imagine a life without alcohol. I could not imagine that I'd ever laugh again or, and I'd completely forgotten that I hadn't laughed for many, many years, you know, and um, even jumping to getting sober, we went out to dinner one time and here was my son. You know, we're out at dinner and I was sober and I feel like crying actually. I'm a bit emotional when I think about it. And he took my photo and I said, what are you doing? And he turned around and he said to me, Mum, I'm taking a photo of you laughing. You know, he hadn't seen me laugh for a long time. So here's me all these years drinking and having my life controlled by drink but not realising that my life was controlled by drink. Um that I thought I needed alcohol to have a good time, but I was way beyond that. You know, my son showed me that alcohol could never offer me what life without it can. What, you know, for me, I I had to find a higher power and I called God today. And, you know, this is what my journey is all about. But um, quickly, just very quickly, my drinking was progressive um, over years. I was a binge drinker in my early 20s. Well, I started drinking. I picked up my first drink, I don't know, around 10, 11 when I was babysitting. Um, At the movies, you know, I stole some cold duck out of, I don't know who remembers that out of my parents' fridge and, (coughs) excuse me, took it to the movies and, you know, the police pulled me out. I was very young at that time. But in my early 20s, it was binge drinking and I never, ever realised that I just didn't drink to have, um, like others. I didn't even know I wasn't drinking like others then. You know, I drank for effect. I always drank for effect and I... And when I say effect, I didn't actually, I couldn't articulate what it was doing to me. All I wanted was a good time. And, you know, in my early 30s, um, I got married in my late 20s, 28. I had uh, my second child in my 30s, and that's where I see the progression of the disease. I became a daily drinker just after I gave birth to my second son. And um, I, I could see now I didn't drink much while I was pregnant, but it was progressing in me. And, you know, I actually chose to bottle feed simply so I could drink when he was born. So I didn't know I was in 
in the grips of a progressive illness then and I didn't even know it was an illness so fast forward that again and you know I became a daily drinker just suddenly one day out of the blue just suddenly I felt like a drink and you know it was all about me poor me here was I you know I was a stay-at-home mum and I was on my own and I didn't have family to help me and my husband was at work and he was working really hard to support us and he did long hours and I was thinking about me you know and um, I picked up a drink one afternoon and this is where my disease progressed and um, I became a daily drinker and I crossed an invisible line that went from wanting to drink um, to needing to drink and I didn't know that then so in the beginning it was okay my husband had come home and I was okay and dinner was ready and all that but you know eventually when he'd come home I'd be drunk you know and I was like that for many years you know I just functioned and the alcohol ruled my life you know alcoholism was in me alcohol was in the bottle but it was for me I thought it was about the alcohol I needed and you know um, I will just say that without it I don't know how I would have got through though but it changed and it kept changing and it got stronger and it controlled my life it didn't only control my life it controlled my boys my husband's all those you know, I, I can I can feel it now. It controlled, you know, everyone. And as I'm sharing this with you, I get to see how it extended out to me to, you know, not only my immediate family, but my sisters and, you know, just just everyone, my father. And I never saw it quite like that before. As I see it right now when I'm sharing this with you. And I you know, that's just the way it is. And this is alcoholism. This is what it does. And here's me thinking that I hadn't hurt anybody because I was a stay-at-home drinker, you know. Mind you, I, I, in the end, I stopped going out. I couldn't. I was too drunk, you know. I That drink, getting ready before I went out, you know, I'd go out um, okay at first. And in the end, I was too drunk to go out and I would drink at home. I lost my husband. Um... <clears throat> to leukemia let's see about um you know when my son's well my son was in year 12 so my sons grew up with a drunk as a mum you know their whole life so they didn't know any other way um and three years after my husband passed away um I I, my drinking took on another turn like you wouldn't believe. I didn't have any more because he was sick for seven years. So in that seven years, I was, I spent my whole time trying to control this dr- drinking and, you know, all of that in case we we're at hospitals and this and that. And, you know, it was, it was controlling me the whole time and I never knew that. I never knew that, you know, um, alcohol controlled everything I did um, whether it's to pick up the boys whatever it was it it was you know first thing in the morning my first thought was what did I do last night am I in trouble today did I say something my second (coughs) my second thought was what do the boys have on what have I got on today you know when can I get my first drink my next thought was well okay all of that ticked off um then what uh my next thought was well what how much alcohol have I got in the house where did I shop the night before the day before or the day before that you know because I always bought in bulk 
you know, my biggest fear was running out. So, you know, it controlled my life and it controlled my family's life. And, you know, it was an obsession for all of us. So fast forward, and you know, I my husband had passed away and here I was three years, um, he'd been gone and I was going down the too fast and I did not, and I know you can't get sober for others, but I did not want to, I just hit my rock bottom and I could feel that there was only a flicker left within me, you know, and I didn't want the boys to lose me as well. And I didn't want, he's my pride kicking I didn't want to go as a drunk. And, you know, I didn't understand powerlessness and that's taken me a few years to understand that. For it to go from my head to my heart, that's the longest journey that has been there for me. Um, you know, I can hear everything and it sits in my head for an awful long time and then one day it goes, it drops and it goes to my heart and I go, wow, it's there forever then. So, you know, I came into AA and I didn't want to be an alcoholic and, and I... I um, didn't want to be an AA, but this is where, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, the people in Alcoholics Anonymous have taught me how to live again. And it's been amazing because I needed absolutely everything. And um, golly, sorry guys, because I really am having an amazing life. Um, I came in and um, I didn't want to be there. I just thought it was about um, getting my world right out there. I thought it was about perhaps getting a job or, you know, just being successful as the world sees success. And um, I, I had no idea it was an inside journey. I didn't even know what an inside journey was because I was totally disconnected from me. I, I lost me and everybody else a long time ago. And I didn't know. I had no feelings. I had nothing. There was nothing left inside of me. And I didn't understand what inside was and when I'd, you know, so it, it, it started, it's been a slow journey for me and that's okay. You know, I just wasn't one of these ones that had a pink clown or anything like that. But I, I'm sober, you know, and I developed a relationship with a high power. Someone pointed to the serenity prayer and said to me, oh my gosh, you have got to find God. And I remember freaking at that because I had an old idea of who God was and and it was a seven-year-old idea of God and you know I didn't know that or understand that but I had a lot of prejudice so God today for me my high power and everyone is different um, so I don't want that to be a prejudice for anyone you know if it's a newcomer listening to this because for me now you know God is not my childhood God at all it's not a person in the clouds you know it is totally different and we're allowed to find something different that we believe in and for me it's about love and and it took a long time and it still is you know learning to trust in the higher power um, learning to trust in me and, and things that I come up with um, but what's happened is Alcoholics Anonymous has taught me how to live um, one day at a time and I couldn't get that in the beginning what one day at a time but I've got to plan this and that I don't have to plan anything that's my high powers job 
but you know that that comes with time um all i need is to be open-minded willing and honest as honest as i can be on any given day and that changes too so it began my journey and i just did the suggested things i got a sponsor who was incredible in the beginning you know she spent a lot of time with me and you know because i just the fog was very very thick and um, I got a home group which I needed I needed some stability and you know I had I needed that and I needed to do service when I was ready and I needed to be around people you know um, this disease will isolate me and it does that in my thinking and um, you know so very very slowly and the program of AA I'm not one you know that um, the meetings, I need the meetings. I do need the meetings to connect, but I need the program to live life. I cannot do life without the program, which involves the 12 steps. You know, in daily, I have to live in 10, 11 and 12. And I don't do that very well at times, you know, not at all. But, you know, if I do the best I can on any given day, for me, God matches it. God gives me that power to do that, to live today. I get to see, you know, my step one and sometimes I fail, you know, dreadfully um, at seeing my unmanageability. But I, I get to see as I go along further that my life is unmanageable and I can't manage it without a higher power. I'm never going to manage it without a higher power. I just don't have that power. God has it. Well, the the higher power has it. But that is okay. I don't find that out in the beginning. I'm now, you know, nine years sober. I've been given this gift of recovery and I'm only just beginning to see some of that stuff. You know, so all it's about is just doing the best I can and being willing to um, do things, to to do the best, yeah, just do the best I can. And what it's given me is an amazing life. It's given me a life that's real. You know, I walked through two years ago, I've, I've walked through absolutely everything. I drank on my first son's 21st birthday. That was when I went out there again and understood powerlessness at a, at a different level. You know, I, I believed that I could drink that weekend and go back to AA the next day. And uh, the on the Monday and I didn't get back for a year and that was a miracle I got back in at all so I understood powerlessness then at a different level so you know since being sober this time around you know when I came in and put down the drink um I and I was 13 I mean I I didn't go to rehab this time I just did meeting after meeting after meeting you know, and slowly everything started to change. But, you know, since coming in, I I did my other son's 21st sober, uh, you know, six months in recovery. And that was amazing, you know, and I managed to clean up, do everything. It, that was incredible. Um, I've, I've gone through sickness. I've gone through absolutely everything. The first birthday, the first Christmas, you know, and I've also just a couple of years ago, I went through the death of both my parents within eight weeks of each other. And, um, and I've gone through putting them in homes and all of this, you know, this is normal life stuff. And it happens and it's real. And through it all, I haven't had to pick up a drink, you know, and that's because 
of the fellowship in my higher power, you know, um, because I can't do that on my own. And I'm not promised a life that doesn't hurt, but I'm promised a life that, you know, I get given the power to front up and something something grows within and I I become in contact I become present for others they become present for me you know and I love life not all not every day don't get me wrong there oh my gosh no but I would not swap my worst day sober any 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 day for a day drink of um to drink again and I never ever dreamed that would ever be possible so, you know, all I ask, you know, I just hope that someone listening to this will take away the fact that life, you know, it's possible to have the most amazing life. We do get given this. This is a fatal illness and I wouldn't believe that in the beginning. I thought it was fatal for other people, not me. But it is fatal and um, and it's very real. But, you know, I get promised a life beyond my wildest dreams and I couldn't even begin to know what that was until I feel it and that comes from within me. And I can't do that stuff without the program and Alcoholics Anonymous and my higher power. So, you know, thank you whoever's listened and um, I'm just grateful today, yeah, grateful. And I used to hate that word, but I am grateful today to be sober. So thank you. I'll leave it there.